Deceit. Deceiving someone by concealing or misrepresenting the truth. You can hide behind the truth or you can live for it. Welcome to Lost in a World of Deceit podcast. Our mission is to empower all women on their journey through life. Sometimes the truth isn't as clear as it seems to be. Here's your host, Latifa Cooley. Hello, everyone. Welcome to my next Girl Talk Tuesday episode with my girl Gina. We're going to be talking about our first dates. So, everybody, welcome the glamorous, the famous Gina. How's it going, Gina? Good. How are you? I'm awesome. Very much awesome today. Now, I'm going to just dig straight into this because my first date wasn't the best date at all. We ended up going to the movies together, and my grandmother used to always say, hey, well, you have to take your brother with you. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, every time I took a date or had to go anywhere, we had a buddy system. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So I had a little brother who always had to tag along on my first date. So during my first date, we went to the movies, and he, I told him that I had to bring my brother, so he ended up bringing one of his bros or his friends with him and I was just saying like well my brother's not gonna sit with us at the movies of course but he's gonna be there and we arrived to the movies and they arrived or were not I was gonna take them home I think they took the bus there and we're getting ready to get our tickets I think we're seeing like a rated R movie but I ended up being able to go because I was old enough to take my brother but his friend ended up forgetting his ID so why did his friend just start going crazy at the kiosk like oh man you know I'm 21 I got my I don't have my ID you know it I got my birthday tatted on my chest he took his shirt off it was just so embarrassing so (laughs) me and my date ended up getting our tickets and we go inside the movie theater, and then he uh, he's calling me like, well, they're putting my friend out. They're putting him out, so I'm going to leave. And I'm like, seriously, on our date, you're going to leave because your friend forgot his ID? You know, so yeah. I stepped out for a second, and I just said, hey, you know, me and my brother are going to watch the movie. I'm not going to waste my money, and you can find your way home. <laughs> So it was just, it was horrible. Oh, girl, I'm sorry. So how did your first date go? So my first date was, my first date was super awkward. It was with a little boy, you know, at the age where we didn't even hold hands. Uh, I was really shy, and I had the impression that, you know, the first kiss was a big deal. So I had a friend who um, was dating his brother, and our first date was actually walking all the way to this park and um, setting up, like, a little picnic area. And I got really dehydrated that day. And we're drinking, like, little, you know, Frosties, uh, Icy's from 7-Eleven. Um, I finish mine. I get really sick. And I throw up all over his clothes. And I'm pretty sure I scarred him for life. Like, <laughs> so, yeah, that was not one of the best memories. Yeah, I know. It was pretty gruesome. It's so embarrassing. <laughs> pretty gruesome. 
Like he brought his friend and his friend ruined it. Like oh, it was I just <laughs> I'm like, this is so <laughs> weird. Like why? Why? Why is this date so awkward and ruined? That's that's how I yeah. feel. Especially at a young age, you know, you're just young and and anxious and nervous and you don't know what to Exactly. So, <laughs> I mean, at the time, I was mortified, but looking back at it now, you know, it's a little, it's a little laugh for sure. Yes, very. Like as an adult, you look back on a lot of things you've done in the past, and it really hits a hits a spot for me. Like especially growing up when we played all these little fun games and we had one especially called house like we played husband yeah. and wife and we had kids and it was very funny so did yeah. you play anything like house or some crazy stuff going on growing up um you know i uh it, it really just depends <laughs> like but you know like uh through your childhood and stuff did you or your parents strict about like certain ages for dating boys um I never asked to date a boy I just was like can I have boy phone calls <laughs> I never oh, asked yes. <laughs> I never uh-huh. asked I just said hey can I have boy phone calls and I I, I just took that as a okay I can date <laughs> yes that's a great that's, I should have done that <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to influence any other girls to you know I don't want to be the bad influence but that's what I did. I said, hey, can I have bo- boy phone calls? She's like, yeah. I'm like, yeah. great. I can have a boyfriend then. <laughs> Too hilarious. And I would, yeah. my favorite part was staying up late, being on the phone late, and my grandma would come in get off that phone you're up way too late what are you talking about and what's going on I got a call on my phone late like almost every night and we had a house phone I didn't have a cell phone at the time so I would sneak and stay in the kitchen on the phone like on the floor like trying to hide (laughs) yeah hilarious moments oh wow when did you get your first cell phone so I actually didn't get a cell phone until like I think sixteen because I'd always had like friends who had phones. So um, my mom was like, "Oh, just borrow them and call me, or you know, use the school phone." And you know, at first I was like, "This is really weird," and I'm bummed out, and I wish I had something to just you know be like all the other kids. But in retrospect. You know, I, I wasn't on my phone as much as it, as those teen years went by to, um, you know, uh, get into things I, I probably would have been susceptible to and sneaking out of the house and stuff. So I had a, a little pager thing, and I had, like, an iPad, like, one of those, not an iPad, but, like, the, when the tablets came out, um, for studying for school, and I kind of use that as a phone for like going apps and stuff. But other than that, nope. So yeah, 
How about you? Well, in eighth grade, I had my first cell phone. It was a minute phone, though. It wasn't like, oh, I got unlimited talk. Uh So I was able to text unlimitedly, but I couldn't talk unlimitedly. So it was like, oh, I'm done with all my minutes in one week, and I got in trouble. You need to save some minutes, so if you have an emergency, you can call me. Like, that Uh was just, like, the big thing. And when I first got my actual unlimited phone i was in high school i finally got an unlimited phone it wasn't a camera phone yet but it was unlimited and i would do stuff like talk on the chat lines but i wasn't old enough to talk on the chat line (laughs) i remember that was like a big thing because i stayed up late and the commercial was come on like call the chat line (laughs) so i would call the chat line and be talking to guys and it was just crazy but the most crazy part is that one of like my first loves, I met him on the chat line because we both were on oh, the wow. chat line underage. <laughs> that was so hilarious. So funny. His mom got on the phone like, no, ma'am, my son is 14 <laughs> years old and you're 18. This is not going to work. And I laughed like, oh, I'm 14 too. <laughs> <laughs> I totally laughed. And she was like, seriously, you both were on a chat line and not supposed to be. It was crazy. But uh-huh. he was, yeah. like, my first little love. Like, and the sad part is we never got a chance to, like, go on a date. We did get a chance to meet up with each other and meet each other. But our relationship didn't last long enough for us to have that next plateau. So he wasn't my first date or, like, my first kiss or anything. But he was my first love. Like, I really cared for him, yeah. you know? Yeah. So it yeah, was. Yeah, those are both your first, you know? Yeah. Like, don't always remember it. It was so interesting. It And then all my years growing up, that was like my highlight of my day. My phone and my boyfriend, the person I talked to, yeah. you know, and that was that. I wasn't able to go outside too much. I wasn't able to go over anyone's house too much because my grandmother was really strict on me. It was just like, if I don't know them, you're not going. And if they come over here, you yeah. have to sit on the porch. And that's that. <laughs> it was just, that's uh-huh. it. And I didn't yeah. actually sneak out the house until I was 18. Isn't that crazy? I was grown sneaking out the house. <laughs> Hilarious. Yeah. With my grandmother, oh, I, I snuck that. out. <laughs> exactly. With my grandma, <laughs> I snuck out at 18. But with my mom, I snuck out uh-huh. at a younger age, at 14, because she was more yeah. like free for all and pretty much not at home much. She was an addict, so it was just like I could do free for all. Yeah, I remember sneaking out too. It's like, at the time, I was like, oh my God, you know, I'm doing such a bad thing. And you're like, okay, my, can my parents hear me? You sneak out, you made it. And you're like, the possibilities are endless. Exactly. <laughs> so when as did your, you don't get caught. when did your parents have the sex talk with you? Like, did they ever have the sex talk? Um, my mom, actually, she's the person I look up to in that aspect, um, you know, I was never uncomfortable to talk about things because she approached it in a way where, um, you know, life is life and this is some real shit. And, you know, I had a brother who was quite a bit older than me. So he actually, you know, got a, got his girlfriend pregnant. And at the time we all sat down and we explained, you know, that boys tend to have a tendency to, while you're in middle school, high school, typically all they really want is sex. 
um, and girls aren't really ready for that. And so um, my mom gave me books that I could like read by myself so it wasn't like embarrassing. And, you know, she, as I got older, I got to learn more things and more stories of her end on when she was a teen. And, you know, we went over pregnancies, abortions, miscarriages, things like that. And um, to be quite honest, I don't think I would be here today if she didn't, you know, shine on those really important topics. Yes, it's very important. See, in my case, my grandmother or my mom, they necessarily didn't have the sex talks with me. They kind of just explained how to be safe during sex. I guess that was the whole purpose of the sex talk. But I didn't get the birds and the bees. I didn't get any of that. But she was like, hey you need to get on birth control. And I was like, why? I'm not having Uh sex. That doesn't make sense. But she never explained to me the purpose of birth control and to protect myself. So that being said, when I first had sex, I Uh got pregnant. Like, I got pregnant the first time I had sex. And it was devastating. I was afraid. I freaked out. I ended up going to the to the hospital and get an abortion and I regretted it for a long time but I've I found peace with it now but at the time I was afraid I didn't know what to do I was unaware and the guy was like oh hey whatever you want to do I'll go with it but he was in jail at the time isn't that crazy oh wow yeah yeah he was in jail and I'm just like okay I got pregnant. This is not going to work out. <laughs> right. My baby daddy's in jail. What What is this going on? You know? So, uh-huh. I, I felt deeply at that point, like, hey, you know, I wish I would have thought about it better, put a little deeper thought in it. But because my parents or my grandmother didn't educate me very well with that situation, I ended up getting an abortion and went through a lot of different things opposed to them actually sitting down and saying, hey, the reason why I wanted you to be on birth control is to save you from this and protect you from things like this. Because when I asked the guy about it, he was like, oh, I took the condom off. You know what I mean? And I'm just like, what? Why would you do that? You didn't ask me for any consent. So you just did it and took it upon yourself. And now I'm in this situation, you know, and he wasn't there for me for any of the process. He was just like, oh, well, whatever you do is whatever you do. So my question to you is, I know you don't have any children right now, or do you have kids? I never asked you that. Um, so I, uh, it's a long story. Um, the boyfriend that I have now, he's actually the first man who I feel, um, comfortable and, you know, ready when the day comes. I don't feel pressured and things like that. But, you know, I did have boyfriends in the past where, um, as far as sex goes and being unprotected, you know, I was very naive at the time and, I've gone through a couple of different health issues and um, I was actually, uh, you know, forced into a situation that I didn't um, give consent to and I ended up getting pregnant and I snuck out actually funny that like this is coming um, full circle as far as what we're talking about, but 
I snuck out and I met with him and, you know, I found out a couple weeks later that I was pregnant and I had a gynecologist at the time who explained to me what the trauma was um, to my female reproductive organs. She went over and explained to me um, what it looked like. And so I had a miscarriage and I told her what it what I saw in the toilet and, you know, I, I just thought like I was really sick and, um, you know, that, that was hard for me because, uh, you know, I was pretty young. Um, I think I was about, I think I was 16 actually. And, uh, so as, as far as kids go, I would love to have them, but I do have that fear in the back of my mind that maybe I just can't have kids or, you know, and, and so that creeps up on me every now and then, but I've definitely having a family one day. Yeah. I've definitely felt that pain. I've had a miscarriage recently this April and I was trying for a child and I had a miscarriage and I didn't tell anyone I was pregnant because I've had a miscarriage prior to that, but this one was more painful and yeah when it happened like you say it just it, it just came out on the toilet and I was like oh my god like I'm in pain it just yeah. it was just instant pain throughout the whole entire day I was even in pain somewhat the next day as well and it traumatized yeah. me and I had to pray and try to get past it and it still kind of bothers me because I see a lot of women pregnant today I see people having kids younger than me or my family having kids and it it's it's discouraging it's heartbreaking and seeing women go through that and seeing other women or being able to physically relate to that to me it's like nothing in this world that anyone can relate to but women and women at the same time Mm -hmm. to certain situations yeah and that's what of made course. me feel so strongly about them making abortions illegal recently mm-hmm. through certain situations. And we got the rape, we got all this violence going on, and they want to take away yeah. our rights to our own bodies. That's how I feel. So how do you feel about yeah, that you know, situation? At, at the end of the day, like, people are going to do what they want to do with their body. You know, there's, there's only so much that someone can have an opinion about you know, at making a decision, especially about your body and have someone else tell you that you can and cannot do it, um, you know, it, it, it becomes a problem where girls are going to do it anyways and they, you know, go to the back of an alley and have to do it that way. And, you know, they end up dying or, you know, you have someone, you know, being raped and, and they will always be reminded of, you know, just just little things that um, I feel really strongly about. And, you know, I think there, there comes a point where, like, if you have an opinion on a subject in that extent, and, you know, people are going to do what they want to do regardless of a law, I mean, look at drugs, you know, alcohol, um, you name it, like, when it comes to someone's body, it needs to be taken very seriously. And I think they should they should educate people more, have more places to go to, have more people to talk to for free, you know? Exactly. Um, it's like there's a cost for living and 
when you bring a kid into this world, I, I believe that, you know, there should be at just, just at least some support. Exactly. Some support, you know, so. Well, Gina, I'm just yeah. looking at the time. We've been talking yeah. about some good juicy stuff here, but I'm going to get ready to wrap yeah. up the show. And I want to tell people okay. more about you, Gina. You have hair products. Yeah. You're doing this great business. Tell people where they can find you at and shout out, shout your stuff out. Yeah, go girl. Yeah, thanks, girl. Yeah, these products are great. Um, I really stand behind them. I'm going back to school to get my petition license and I can't wait to share more about it for sure. All right. Where can I find you I'm on excited. Instagram? Solo yeah. listeners. Yeah. I have a, my main account is my first last name, Gina Vandywater. And um, from there, I have a couple other accounts, um, including my art and a directed, you know, hair, skin, and makeup page as well. So, okay. Yes. Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> So I just want to tell you guys, I will be putting Gina out there on the Instagram page for Lost in a Word of Deceit. So you will be able to find her on there if you're looking to get any new hair products, get your hair looking fine and fancy because she has you. She'll she'll get you together. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I'll see you guys (laughs) next time. Oh, my gosh. Why do I keep saying see you next time? I'll hit you back next time for this (laughs) next episode for Girl Talk Tuesdays. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks, guys. Thanks again for joining us on another episode with Lost in a World of Deceit podcast. If you felt enthralled or inspired, make sure to leave us a review. You can learn more about us and our guests at lostinaworldofdeceit.org.